This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by RNN's election coverage. RNN's election coverage. Nobody fucking cares. to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network, your number one source for election night coverage. I'm your host, Tab Burt. With me today from Hack the Movies, it's Tom. Hello, Tab. Oh, my God. The, the, the results are coming in. I'm so excited to see who won what. Yeah, I man, you know what I'm really excited yeah. about, Tony, in this election yeah. coverage? I'm really excited for tomorrow when every app, every person mm-hmm. I know, every fucking sign on the side of the highway stops saying, go out and yes. vote. Yes, you know what? I'm, oh, ex- I'm excited for all the uh, meltdown footage. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be in there. You know, if our candidate loses, yeah. we're going to scream. <laughs> uh, what's his face? Dame Pesos. He's going to include us in his... In his montage of people breaking down. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just intolerable. I'm so tired of hearing about Do elections. You, the thing that really sorry, annoys me about the elections, though, is that everyone who's like getting posting on their Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook and all this shit, like go out and vote. It's important. Early vote, 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 mm-hmm. vote, 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 have not voted at any of the half dozen elections that have happened in the last two yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, leave me alone. Leave me alone, yeah. please. I actually started voting less. I used to vote all the time, but I'm like I'm like an actual person who like researches the candidates. And if I don't like research the candidates, I usually just don't vote. And I just I just been too busy. I haven't had time to research anyone. So I'm literally the devil, yeah. and everyone should cancel me, uh, according to the internet. Uh, oh, I, I'm I'm even worse than I must be Hitler. If you're the devil, <laughs> then I'm Hitler because not only did I not vote because of not doing research yeah. on the candidates, I never I I don't want to vote. I have no interest in voting. I don't want to be part of the system at mm. all. I'm just going to be an a person. I, I I'm tempted to go commit a felony so that I can just be removed of the burden of me. Imagine that, like, hey Tab, get out and vote. Actually, I can't vote. I committed a felony. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I was gonna say, is yeah, is your but, state a swing state? Uh, no, neither Missouri uh, nor Oklahoma dude, was ever. Pennsylvania's a swing state, so we just get nonstop spam texts from both sides. Uh, it's yeah. it's just it just never ends. Ever. That's why I'm not even going to register in Missouri because the second you register, mm. wh- whichever party you register as, you just get like all these fucking flyers in yeah. the mail. Janine Garofalo <laughs> talking about integrity. Just like, oh boy, I hope that goes right in the fucking trash can. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, every vote counts, everyone. We're voting. I'm yeah. gonna have some PA results up here. Hold on. <laughs> Every vote counts, but some votes are more equal than others. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill you guys in on the the election results. None of them are in yet. So, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. Set with seven percent of precincts reporting, John Fetterman is in the lead. Uh, there are ninety-three percent of votes still yet to be counted and even tallied. Uh, we'll be continuing to talk about this nonstop for the next four and a half. It'll hours. never end. It'll never end. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, aside from voting, Tony, how was your Halloween? My Halloween was great, actually. Uh, me and one of my co-hosts, we went to a nice little town around here that has basically a, like a huge block party. They like shut down this long ass street uh, and, you know, kids are trick or treating. The people go all out with their houses. One house, like they just turned their house into the pirate ship from Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously, it didn't look as so obviously cool. it didn't look as nice, but they had like cannons on their deck and everything. And I, I, didn't, I, I lived <laughs> near this thing for years and i had no idea they did this so it was actually really nice how was your halloween i had a good halloween i went out with some uh some other mm-hmm. people um to a costume contest my boss won uh i, I think someone complained because i i was talking about good the halloween party i went to yeah. last week and someone was like he was about to say what his boss's halloween costume was and then buck interrupted him and the answer is Tanya Harding. I know you've been waiting a week to hear that. That was that was the big Tanya word. Harding. That's a very, um, that's but, a very timely she, reference, but okay. It is. It is. She was in ice skates and everything. It was impressive. Uh so we uh this weekend though, I went and took a weekend intensive glass blowing yeah. course at a, at a local university and holy shit was it the most fun <laughs> I've ever had in my entire life. Uh it's kind of fun because you're like, I, I did I did the two classes beforehand, but that were much more geared towards like making a mm-hmm. thing. And this was much more geared towards like, here's the fundamentals of doing yeah. it. And um, there was like seven people in the class. Five of them had taken a six week yeah. course that was like two nights a week, or maybe it was one night a week for six weeks. And then, and then there were two of us that hadn't taken that course. And so they put the two of us that had not taken that course together at one station and they put the other five people at another station (laughs) so while they were making more technically complex pieces we were like working on fundamentals and it was just like he would do something it would take about half an hour and then i would do something it'd take Mm -hmm. about half an hour seven hours of just like one after another doing something uh we did way more work than the other the other people and i was like frankly (laughs) i feel bad for those folks (laughs) Um, but by, but I made, I made the first, this is the first piece that I made 100% okay. on my own from sticking the pipe into the molten glass in the furnace to shaping it up in, in blocks to heating it, reheating yep. it, blowing it into a bubble, opening it up. And I call it, I call okay. this piece the perfect old fashioned glass. Okay. Yeah. You I want to see it. I want to see it. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the perfect old fashioned glass tab. <laughs> It is it is the perfect old fashioned glass. <laughs> Mark one. Okay, so there's going to be other ones. All right. Yeah. So I have this. Are you going to have, have I don't have my cabinet like Iron Man when you're done? <laughs> yes, exactly. With a little plaque underneath each one, like maybe the date that it was made. I I have a design for what I'm calling the perfect old fashioned glass. I don't have my sketchbook or I'd show you, but essentially it's you know it's a standard old fashioned glass like yeah. this one. With the with uh, you know the thick bottom, but mine will be bigger than this so that it can hold a great big ass old fashioned. Okay. It will have what looks like an iceberg made into the bottom okay. of it to 
keep to like let your stuff spin yeah. around and agitate it so you get a really nice mixture. And then when I've blown the bubble, so I'll have to take this iceberg and stick it into the, the main yeah. cup and stick it to the bottom. And then I'll take that whole thing and I will dip the bottom of it into water for half a yeah. second. And the whole bottom of the glass will shatter. Okay. But just, just the skin. Oh, okay. So the bottom will be shattered and it'll have this like nice. So that's, that's the final plan. It's going to take me a while to like develop all the skills I need to execute yeah. that perfectly, which is why this is a Mark one. Okay. But <laughs> well, someday. it's really impressive Tab. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I had so much fun. It's funny. Cause you're like, uh, you know, you're working with this ball of molten yeah. glass at the end of like a five foot long pipe. And I'm like working with this and I'm thinking, who the fuck ever thought this was a good yeah. idea? How, how did these things like, get yeah, we're gonna, started? Where it's just like, I know what I'm doing. It started in ancient yeah. Egypt. What were they doing? In ancient Egypt, they were like, we're going to get this fire super duper hot. We're going to put some sand in this yeah. box and melt it into a liquid glass. Then we're going to hold it at the end of a stick and turn it into stuff. Like, <laughs> That's insane. Whoever thought to be like, hey, let's just put a bunch of sand on fire and see what happens. Uh, yeah, but... It was a ton of fun. Um, I made some paperweights. I made some lots of cups. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where you start is making yeah. cups. And so this was this was the last piece that I made at the end of day one. And then there are some pieces I made in day two that were like a lot yeah. better. Even you know just seven hours later, a lot so, better um, than the perfect old fashioned glass. A oh, lot wow. better. So I'm going back on Wednesday for another <laughs> session, and then um, and I'll be able to pick up some of those pieces. I'll probably post the, some photos in Instagram. I, the person I was working with, took photos of me working. I saw because I'm really I bad those. about. I saw those. Yeah, I'm really bad about taking photos while I'm doing mm-hmm. things. So he took all these photos and then sent them to me, and I was like, "Oh, I can, I can like show that I did something." Because ninety percent of the time, I'm just like focused on what I'm doing and thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, "I should have taken a picture." You're like, "You're like, yeah, I did something." Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, sure you did, sure you did, sure you did." Yeah, that sounds sure nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a great time. I really, really enjoyed myself. Oh, um, sorry, getting back to Halloween. I, I, I saw you liked my costume. I, yeah. <laughs> You dressed as me. Oh wait, you! I, I thought I was dressed as Maddox. Uh, I saw I saw your post. Like I can't believe someone dressed up like me. And I'm like, oh, it's son of a bitch. Yeah, I guess that is a little closer. Look at me. I'm I am the Maddox now. <laughs> there is no Maddox. Maddox is yeah. dead. George is George is in his place. George doesn't dress yeah. like. Oh, that. did I show you? Um, I, I'm mad that someone walked in front of the picture and we didn't know till later. But I found a guy in a banana suit. I took That's I took a picture funny. of him and I was like I'm like me and this stranger had a matching costume and I'm like only Dick Show fans will get that. Uh, it should be Andrew Bircher stuttering tabs beer in the basement. It should be bruise yeah, in, the bruise basement. in the basement. <laughs> I'm having bruise. Yeah. Uh, Stutter yeah, John anyway. is it? Is it he dud? Is it he retiring? He he has like. He's purged his his YouTube channel. Yeah. He's like put his page. He waited until November's charge went through, and then he put his Patreon on hold <laughs> through the end of the year. He's like, "Yeah, we're on hiatus now. Don't worry about it." It's like everybody just got charged for this month, you jackass. <laughs> um, and so I suspect it's because he's moving back to Long yeah. Island. Oh, uh, near John Brink's bad news. He, yeah, he's he wants to try and like starve the internet of his content, but the thing is like. So Shuli started mm-hmm. a show or like a, a sub, sub segment of the old, the Uncle Rico show mm-hmm. where he's just showing clips from like back yeah. in the day when John was on the Howard Stern yeah. show. And 
go figure this retard acted like a retard yeah. 20 years ago I, too so like I, I love when they like every time he's like you can't say that it's offensive they're making fun of these people and then they find a clip of him just being super racist and shit it's like all right john maybe maybe don't just call other people out when you have like decades of footage like documenting that you did the same thing yeah, it's like when uh, Maddox did the whole thing with Dick and being like, oh, he, he's a he was a rapist. And it's like you wrote yeah. a book in your uh, chapter in your book called How to Like Copping a Field yeah. with a how to guy. Well, remember that? No, he did that. Ass. He was making fun of Dick for like rape jokes. And then he was doing a show with Rucka Rucka Ali, who had a song called I Want to Rape. And people are like, yeah, but yeah. Your, your current co-host does that. And he was just like, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know who you're. He's like, no, Rucka's more famous, so it's okay. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Maddox. Mr. Maddox, no here. Uh, well, I fuck. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. That, so that anyway. that's that's our updates. Halloween was fun. You blew something. Yeah, so, you know, we're we're up to speed. I did. I'm a master blower. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, as people know, November is no hate yes. November. So this month, instead of doing don't gets, we're exclusively doing do mm-hmm. gets to show how thankful we are for uh, all the things that are happening yeah. in life. And Tony, yes. what is your do get this well, week? Well, my do get might be a little controversial, Tab. But here's what I do get. Representing yourself in court, I think it's a great idea. (laughs) I I think it's a great idea. Obviously, it's your right to represent yourself in court. And for some reason, these these evil lawyers don't want you defending yourself when you have the most to lose. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And who knows more about what happened that you're being accused of than you because you were there. You know everything that yeah. happened. Ale- uh, wait, sorry, yes. Tony. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. You know if you were allegedly there or not. Maybe you weren't Maybe there. Maybe you weren't there. And that's part of your defense. <laughs> and uh, obviously, obviously, this got a lot of attention recently uh, because of the Daryl Brooks trial. I don't know if you watched any of that. Uh, just caught like the clips on social yes. media. Uh, you know, he he is a sovereign citizen. Uh, who who I who I agree with that movement? Don't you, Tab? <laughs> oh yeah, I love the sovereign citizens. No. Um, I'm I rep I identify as not being yes. American, thus my not yes, voting. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, Daryl Brooks is, but he had lawyers. They were trying to get him to uh to plead uh like not guilty. They tried to get him to plead the insanity plea. Uh, which I mean, you're definitely going to do jail time. If you do that, that's basically saying you did it. They didn't have, Oh good, We got a cat cam. Uh, they didn't have yeah. his best interests in mind tab. So luckily he defended himself and he fired his lawyers and, uh, he defended, <laughs> he pled not guilty because again, he was there. He knows, he knows he's not guilty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunately it didn't work out for him. I think the judge had it out for him. I mean, Sure, there was a picture of him clear as day in the pa- in the driver's seat, just plowing through people. Uh, Look, it's 2022. Yeah. Uh, Photoshop is a, just amazing a thing. It could have been a Photoshop. Now, uh, he 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 actually knew the law better than some other lawyers. He knew that he uh, had the right to face of his his accuser, 
So he kept asking for the state of Wisconsin to come to the stand and they shot it down every time. I, I, I think he's going to win his deal. I, I think it was totally reasonable for the entire state of Wisconsin to fit into that tiny courtroom. Uh, so he could see who his accuser was. They tried to argue something that it was like uh, the lawyers represent the entity of the state of Wisconsin, but that's all legal jargon meant to confuse people. Uh, it's meant to confuse the it's common meant man. To confuse the common man. Now I went back and uh, I found some. I uh, found another guy who represented himself in court because y- you'll never believe this, Tab. But this happens a lot. <laughs> um, so this gentleman. Now, now you ever see the opening statement in the trial? It's always yes. the lawyers going like, hey, the evidence, uh, this is how we think it happened. The evidence is going to do this, blah, blah, blah. The jury's falling asleep. The jury is falling asleep. So this guy, Ronnie O'Neill, he was alleged of murdering his uh, girlfriend and daughter and almost killing his son. Uh, he decided to represent himself and he had a great opening statement. Uh, he knew how to keep the jury awake and to pay attention to him. I'm going to send you the clip right now. And uh, you, you can just play like the first like minute of this. You, you get the point. Okay. Here we go. So this is his open statement. That we are under some of the most vicious. Okay, you can pause it. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they turned his mic down because they didn't expect him to scream at everyone in the courtroom. <laughs> Uh, but that look, if I'm on the jury, right, and I'm like, this guy's representing himself and he's screaming to make sure we know he's serious, you're gonna you're gonna believe them, right? Compared yeah, to a lawyer who's like, Oh, my client might not have been there. It might have been okay. Now, the one thing you get to do when you represent yourself is you get to question the witnesses directly, Tab. So you yes. know what questions to ask them. Uh, so Roddy O'Neill had to uh, question his son, who he may or may not have stabbed. And I'm going to send you this clip and show you how that went. Hurt you that night of this incident? Yes. I did. And how did I hurt you? He stabbed me. Okay, Pauls. You know, <laughs> and investigators have- you see... One of the downside is, I guess you can't coach your witnesses like the other side does. Uh, but Roddy O'Neill, like, obviously, he knew he didn't stab him, or else why else would he ask that specific question? <laughs> and again, if I'm on the jury, I'm just like, well, there's no way a man who clearly stabbed their son would ask their son, did I stab you? Because clearly the son will say yes. So I think there was more of this story. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> Your Honor, I'm clearly a lunatic. Unfortunately, <laughs> Tab, this might shock you. Uh, things didn't work out well for Roddy O'Neill. Uh, but he made sure in his closing statement, okay? Uh, so, again, he was accused of murdering his girlfriend. Uh, but the prosecution, they were, they, they were they were embellishing the story. They were adding stuff to it. So here's here's part of his closing statement. Again, he pled not guilty. Uh, here's the final part of his closing statement. Why, when I press uh, pause before the video buffers, does it still decide to fucking play the video? In I don't know. Ah, son of a okay. bitch. Call Khalil Brown to tell you that. 
I did. You have to ask yourself why that is. Because I want you to know the actual facts. The facts. I did kill Kenyatta Van. Okay. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. I want you to tell it like it is if you're going to tell it. Okay, okay, so pause there. Okay, so you know, so you know, I guess, I guess he killed her, but, uh, but I think his thing was that it was self defense and that, that damn prosecution, those lawyers with all their legal mumbo jumbo, they were trying to make it seem like it was a murder. And he, there he is in his closing statement going, like, hey, I did kill her, but you're getting all the facts wrong about how I killed her. Uh, so yeah and look look i actually defended myself in court once um some shady mechanic put uh fake inspection stickers on my car and i got pulled over for it Mm -hmm. Uh, so i went to traffic court and uh look tab i defended myself and i won so just because it worked for me i think everyone should defend themselves in court so and, and I don't like this movement that it's being frowned upon, that you're not allowed to represent yourself in court. I think people need to know their rights and they're being lied to uh, saying that, hey, you can't represent yourself. You can't represent yourself. And I think that's totally misleading. And as you can see, isn't huh? isn't podcast hitman representing himself? That's the first I'm hearing about it. And I want nothing more than for that trial to be televised. <laughs> Well, I mean, he admitted too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what I do. Uh, get. Defending yourself in court, I think it's a great idea. You know all the facts of what happened or didn't happen. Uh, so who better to trust? Well, you know, Tony, I hate to shit on your problem or your, my, my your do get. Yeah, uh, it's not. It's not a problem okay. because problems are are, are not no. part of the show. Uh, I hate to shit on your do get, but. I don't think the issue is so much you not knowing what happened. I I think the issue in representing yourself is that the law is such a convoluted mass of bullshit that you need to hire a professional who speaks bullshit to kind of speak the bullshit on your behalf and save you from the the like full consequences. Uh, no, see, that's what I think ruined the court system. You know, letting these lawyers come in here and corrupt it. I don't disagree I think, with you. I think we need just God fearing Americans knowing their God given rights, defending themselves in court at all times. That way, the people can hear the truth finally, and we'll get this country back on track. Do you think that? the success of better call Saul has contributed to people like, cause like the, the speeches in better call mm-hmm. Saul are incredible. No. Like the, the bullshittery that he's doing, the like bait and switch he's mm-hmm. getting. It's all fascinating. And I think people watch that show and they're like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah. And you can, you obviously can. <laughs> you obviously can. Hey, tab. I won in court. Okay. Was it because I got rid of my car that the fake inspection stickers were on and I got a new car so they couldn't prove I was still driving around in a fake with a car with the fake inspection stickers? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there wasn't enough evidence for them to charge me because I got rid of the evidence. But I defended myself and <laughs> I think more people need to try this. Uh, lawyers are expensive. That's where half your money goes. They get, you get to keep a lot of the money. So, so yeah. yeah, that's what I do get, uh, Tab. 
Well, you know, that is, that's a good do get, um, isn't it? It is, it is, it is Tev. It's not like a few weeks ago. I was like, Oh, this would be a good, I don't get. And then you're like, Oh, we're doing do gets. And I didn't just change it and make a sarcastic thing. I honestly believe this. So, so let's, let's get this straight. Maybe you had a don't get that you turn into a do get and uncle buck had a don't get, they turn into a do get. So the other person that's really bringing in do-gets is what me. What are you talking about? No, I brought in a do-get. I said I did take a do-get and turn it into uh, don't get and turn it into a do-get. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you, would you testify to that I will in court? testify to that in court. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if he's... The, the thing, thing with Daryl Brooks, you know, sometimes lawyers will let other lawyers talk and cross-examine the witness. Uh, and it, when you do that, people can say things that can hurt you. And Daryl Brooks was smart enough, smart enough to know... To just object anytime anyone said anything, anytime a word came out of a lawyer's mouth, he'd be like, I object. I object because of this. I object because of that. Uh, have you ever seen the movie? I love you, Philip Morris. Yes. Uh, I love that movie. It's one That's of my, really like, good. It's, it's in my top 20 mm-hmm. movies. Um, and so in, in the plot of, I love you, Philip Morris, uh, Jim Carrey plays Stephen something who is a gay con man. And he, um, he gets, he goes to prison he meets Ewan McGregor, Philip Morris. And then he tells Philip Morris that he's a lawyer and he gets him. He like gets Philip Morris's sentence Mm -hmm. reduced and they get out and he meets this woman, this friend of theirs. And he's like, Oh, Steven's a uh, a lawyer. He can help you in this like small claims that she has going on. <laughs> and they go into court and he is just getting the shit kicked out of him <laughs> in the thing. He's like, I'd like to speak in chambers and they go into chambers and he's like dressed as Matlock or <laughs> yeah. some shit. And, and he, and he loads up, unloads this whole thing of bullshit against the uh, the opposing counsel. And he's like, now I, I may have gone to a small school, but I passed the pa- same bar exam <laughs> that he, that this man did, and I will not stand for what he's doing to this woman in court. And and the judge goes, "What are you getting at?" And he goes, "Oh, I think you know what I'm getting at." <laughs> and there's this long pause, yeah. and and he's just like sweating out the bullshit. And then the judge goes, "Like, are you getting at?" And he lists some court mm-hmm. case, and he and he he looks at the opposing counsel who now has looks mortified and Jim Carrey goes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about, sir. And like, he totally conned <laughs> his way into fucking fixing this yeah. trial. And that is what people think is going to happen yeah. when they go, uh, top 20 that falls under good, but not great. My top 10 are all like amazing yes. movies. That's why I say it's yeah. top 20. Cause it's like, it's not Terminator yeah. two. It's not lady killers. It's not rhinestone. <laughs> like it's not, it's not worthy of the top five, the top 10, but it's, it's definitely in the um, top 20. Um, so yeah, so it's up there with the birdcage. The birdcage is probably top I 10. Birdcage. And I love you. Philip Morris is just below yeah. that. I, um, uh, Oh, some other, uh, famous people who've represented themselves in court, uh, Ted Bundy, uh, Ted Bundy, uh, fired all his lawyers and he represented himself on court. Apparently from what I read, cause really he well did take him. some law classes. Apparently he started off pretty good. And then I guess his ego got in the way. Uh, but you remember the DC sniper? Yes. Okay, no one knows why he did what he did. There's theories. But originally he was going to represent himself. And I'm pretty sure we would have found out why he did what he did or didn't do. Because we don't know. Uh, 
So he was representing himself. And then they said, hey, the death sentence is a possibility. And then he got scared. He's like, oh, I should probably get some lawyers. Uh, but because of that, we'll never know the, the, the truth of what happened or why it happened. But yeah, he, that's true. I, I got to say, the content out of the Daryl Brooks trial has been just I, A grade. I can't stop, like, I, I can't stop <laughs> quoting the judge and him. I can listen to that woman and that guy scream at each other all day long. It's, I My my favorite part of his trial is he's like, uh, can you identify the person in the yeah. uh, that was driving the SUV? And he goes, yeah, it was Daryl Brooks right there. And he goes, uh, I'll let the court know oh. I did not identify by that name. So that's the thing. That's the thing <laughs> sovereign citizens do. Uh, because when they get yeah. like the papers and stuff, like their names are all in caps. So as a gotcha, they're like, sorry, I don't spell my name all in caps. So I am not that person. I don't know that person. I have a capital in the beginning and then lowercase. So that's that's why they do that. The whole like, no, I don't know anyone by Daryl Brooks, all capital letters. I'm Daryl Brooks, two capital letters. Oh, I I catch people on that yeah. all the time um, because my signature mm -hmm. is Tab yeah. Burt, right? Which is not legally speaking yeah. my name. So when there are documents that are signed with my mm -hmm. legal name, I'm like, I didn't sign yeah. that. That's not my fucking signature. I don't sign That's that name. My name. <laughs> That's my slave name. <laughs> that used to happen to me in school. Uh, so for some reason, uh, like like uh, white people, they assume that Antonio is like a browner name, I guess. So they all just yeah. assume my name was Anthony because I guess that's whiter. And I'm just like, you know, Spain and Italy are like right next to each other. There's not much difference. So teachers used to call me Anthony instead of Antonio all the time. And I'm like, sorry, I don't respond to that. That is not my name. Even if they were looking at me and screaming at me, I would always call them out on it. And that's why I represented myself that in court because I knew how to take on those teachers. <laughs> that happened to me a lot. And my, my first grade teacher refused to call me Tab because she said it was a quote, a made up yeah. name. Now, let's let's be clear. Tab is an ancient Hebrew name. So it's a more it's a it's a more real yeah. name than any other name. But she refused to call me by it. And she'd be like calling roll. And uh you watch Batman Beyond, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, not recently, but yeah. Yeah, you do you remember the episode where the guy that could, like, manipulate sound waves was fucking with Bruce Wayne? Yeah, I remember that episode, but not the specifics. I remember the sound wave guy. Yeah. So, at the end of that episode, um, Terry McGinnis is asking Bruce why, how he knew the voices weren't coming from inside his head. And he says, because uh, the voices kept calling me Bruce. And in my head... I don't call myself right. that. And with the idea being that in his head, he refers to himself as Batman in my head. I am not yeah. my legal name. I don't even identify it. Like uh, uh, my ex-girlfriend would get mad at me and she would call me by my legal name <laughs> thinking that, cause you know, like, like uh, people will sometimes use your middle name when yeah. they're mad at you. They'll be like, Tony, Hap, the movies, <laughs> you know, and they'll like throw that in there to try and nail you. Yeah. Ah, I got your middle name in there. You're so mad. But the thing is like that name just kind of, my brain just filters yeah. it out. Like they're not talking to me. My name's Tad. <laughs> and so she would, she would get mad at me and she'd use that name. And I would just, I'd just ignore her, but not intentionally, not like I'm going to willfully ignore her. It just like <laughs> wouldn't phase me the way if someone was like, Hey, Jeff, Jeff, Hey, yeah. Jeff, Hey, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. Hey, 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 Jeff! I'd just be like, are you fucking talking to me? My name's not Jeff. <laughs> the same way That's that would happen. Like, and uh, it would make her even more mad, which was even mm, better. I remember just my, my full name would only be said in like 
school or when my mom was angry at me. That's the only times I ever heard <laughs> my actual first name until like way later in life. One of my favorite games in school is like you'd have a, a substitute teacher, right? And they would they would give them these printouts yeah. that had like your full name in the thing. So whenever the, the substitute came in, I would always get my legal name read during roll. And it's like I was prepared. Yeah. But one of my favorite things was to go find that sheet. Like when the teacher wasn't looking and start and start being like, ha, your middle name's Jamil. <laughs> and I just like, we just like make fun of people's middle names. <laughs> that was the game. That was a game. That's a fun game. Kids don't know how know how great they have it now with Snapchat yeah. and Instagram, boobs at instant access. We had to make fun of yeah. middle names. That was that was the life. <sighs> anyway, well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... Episode is brought to you in part by Riketa News Network. Is definitely not fake news. Well, Tony, I've got some news today. Um, Tony, you're from Italy, I'm right? I'm not from Italy, uh, but I am Italian. Okay. Well, um, I've got some bad news oh, no. for uh, for Italy. Oh, no. Marketed as Italy's number one brand of pasta, Barilla Pasta has, is being sued over product being made in Ames, Iowa. No, the Iowa. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, the popular pasta brand will face a lawsuit over allegedly misleading consumers to believe that the products made in the United States were in fact made in the motherland of Italy. <gasps> Uh, it's Ames, Iowa became the home of the company's first U.S. manufacturing facility in 1998. It's got undergone several expansions, including a $26 million project in 2015 to expand, expand gluten-free production lines. Um, and a $19 million project in 2019 that expanded their rail yard. So they get that pasta into your fucking hole. <laughs> uh, a federal judge on Monday denied Barilla's motion to dismiss the class action lawsuit, accusing the company of misrepresenting its products. The judge found that the company's phrase, Italy's number one brand of pasta, could mislead consumers to believe the pasta is made in Italy. In addition to the phrase, Barilla features the green, red, and white colors of the Italian flag on the signature blue boxes. In addition to asking the court to stop Barilla from using Italy's likeness and marketing it on the alleged mislabeled products, plaintiffs are seeking monetary compensation, claiming they are overpaid for pasta. Not only is Barilla lying about where it's from, but they're charging too goddamn much. And you know what, what that is, what? Tony? It's pasta. It is face. pasta face. It is pasta face. <laughs> I will not stand for this Italian mockery. I will not stand for it. Yeah. Uh, it, Barilla did originate as a bread and pasta shop in Italy, but it's now based in Illinois. Illinois. And they uh. argue that it's now, they argue that their trademark is used to invoke the company's Italian roots through generalized representations of the brand as a whole and not mislead buyers. And I just got to say, like, this this shit just, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't stand. stand. You should not be claiming, and are you shipping this shit to Italy? And they're like, oh, a mamma mia, I love it, a box of pasta. No. no. Now, I will say I do buy almost exclusively Brula pasta because they have a uh, whole wheat in like all the different shapes of pasta. Look, look, I usually do that too, but I will no longer be buying those products. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be buying, I'm buying twice. I'm going to go to Italy and just buy my <laughs> pasta from Italy every month. <laughs> from, from some old woman. Yeah, 
It's just an old woman like in her house, just like bursting, like, give me the goddamn pasta. I'm going to go to Tuscany if I can find a house. Apparently, there's no houses available in Tuscany. Uh, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go there. Uh, see, see uh, this one. That was, that was a deep Seinfeld uh, reference for you guys. It, yeah. None of my friends in Missouri watch uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. And so I make Seinfeld references and they're just like, a, a few years ago, um, I think my co-host Trisha, who's always in and out of Italy, I think she said she wanted to like live in Tuscany. I'm like, but there's no houses available there. Don't even try. Um, I've got one here from correspondent dead. Okay. And we're still focusing in Iowa. Iowa teens are accused of brutally being their Spanish teacher to death with a baseball bat over a bad grade. Did you ever get a bad grade in school? I've got many bad. I've, I, Tab, I exclusively got bad grades in school. (laughs) Did you ever want to beat the teacher to death? That was usually my fault. I can't really blame the teacher. It was one of those, every time I got the bad grade, I'm like, yeah, that one's on me. I should (laughs) have. I got a bad grade in college in a drawing class because my professor misread all of the. Um, so yeah. here's the thing: we were every we were told the final was portfolio day. We we're going to bring out all the pieces we had worked on the entire mm-hmm. semester. We we're going to put them on the walls. Everyone's going to stand around and critique what you did, and then we put them all away, and you yeah. get a grade. Right? Day of the fucking final shows up. He gives us this sheet of paper to like write stuff about what we did. I write all this stuff about what I did. It's a fucking nine a.m. Yeah. final, by the way. Um. And then I'm just sitting there waiting to put all my pieces on the wall to be critiqued and and judged on what I did. And he says, "Uh, if you're done, you can leave. And I was like, fucking sweet. I'd really like to go back to bed because it's 9 a.m. and I have like 600 finals. So they start looking through my portfolio. They can't tell which piece is which. So they just guess. And I got a C on the final, which brought my grade in the class down to a B, which put me not as a 4.0. That sucks. And um, yeah. And then when they couldn't figure out what all of my pieces were, they had everyone else in the class put their pieces in order that they were on the sheet that we were filling out. Now, needless to say, I kind of hate that guy. And one day I was walking behind him on the sidewalk and there was nobody around. And I really contemplated pulling out my knife and stabbing him in the fucking neck. Allegedly, you contemplated that. And I and I still regret not doing it to what? this day. You, Fuck Lo, Lowell Baker, L-O-W-E-L-L-B-A-K-E-R. Taught at the University of Tulsa, taught at the University of Alabama. Fuck you to death. If I ever fucking see you, I'm going to fucking stab you right in your fucking motherfucking face. Don't fucking find me. I carry a gun now too, Lowell Baker, you son of a bitch. Now that was clearly, that, that was a great one-man play you just did. Clearly, that is not real. Uh, when they eventually bring this up in court, you were clearly acting uh you're playing a character you're playing the i'll be representing myself tony don't worry about it uh and i and i was here i don't know who you're talking about i for all i know they are a fictional person and this is a lie and there's no need to bring me in as a as a witness but keep going prosecutors claim that a bad grade in spanish class may have been what motivated two iowa teens to allegedly murder their 66 year old teacher you 66 shouldn't be fucking teaching anymore the 17-year-old suspected killers, War- Willard Miller and Jeremy Goodale, were 16 at the time of the murder, but were tried as adults if convicted the- for the murder of Nohima Graber. What a terrible <laughs> name. Definitely not Spanish. Why are you teaching Spanish? Oh, dude, I, I had to they learn. They both face life in prison. I had to learn Spanish from a soft-spoken, heavily Irish accent guy. 
That is like, like, why the fuck did they let him teach that? Like, sure, he knows all the words, but he does. He did not know how to, like, actually say them. But anyway, keep going. Uh, Investigators indicated that Miller met with Graber at the school on the afternoon of November 2nd, 2021. To discuss his poor performance performance in Spanish, the Spanish class, Miller later told police that he had been frustrated with the victim's teaching style and with how his poor grade in her class had weighed down his GPA. Mm-hmm. Um, Jefferson County attorney Chauncey Molding uh, noted in court filings that the poor grade is believed to be the motive behind the murders, which directly connects Miller. After her meeting with Miller, Graber probably drove her van to Chautauqua Park off of Minneapolis Road, where she frequently went on walks after school. Um, Des Moines Register reported the video evidence showed Graber leaving the high school and then entering the park at 4 p.m. And then Graber's car was driven out of the park nearly 45 minutes later, followed by a Ford pickup truck. Graber was not, however, behind the wheel. Instead, witnesses claimed they saw two males in the hmm. front seat. The AP reported that Goodale and Miller subsequently got a ride from a witness on a rural road at the end of which Graber's van had been ditched. Oof. According to another witness, a male had later pushed a wheelbarrow toward the park around midnight on November 2nd. Miller admitted to the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation that this wheelbarrow was originally from his house. Uh, they, authorities arrested the teens after an associate of Goodale provided investigators with possibly incriminating social media exchanges on Snapchat. Goodale is said to have bragged on social media, revealing how he and Miller were involved in the planning, execution, and uh, murder of Graber. The alleged social media evidence that Goodale Associates provided police indicated the teens had also conducted surveillance on Ms. Graber, detailed the manner in which she was killed, where her body was located, and where the vehicle was located, and how evidence of the crime was disposed of. So uh, these guys are going to uh, to jail. And um, there is there is attached to the story an editorial from Dad Cucks. It says, you can tell by the sideburns that these kids are Star Trek fanatics. <laughs> when will the madness end? These crazed Trekkies must be at the very least shunned, but perhaps best be rounded up and put away somewhere they can only hurt each other. Oh, the humanity, dad cucks. And, and uh, I'm going to see if this will work, but you can see in this photo of them uh, that uh, they do have those like classic Star Trek really sideburns. Yeah. And if you think about it, they're pretty close to Riverside, Iowa, which is, of course, the future birthplace of, of James Of course. Kirk. Uh, so um, yeah, dangerous, dangerous out there. If you're uh, going against uh, Tab, I got some news. Yeah, Pennsylvania election results update. Wow. So, so far for Pennsylvania governor uh, John Shapiro, Democrat, is in the lead, eighty-seven percent, followed by Douglas Mastriano, eleven percent, and for U.S. Senate, John Fetterman is in the lead, eighty-three percent, and he's beating Doctor Oz. I don't know anyone who's actually voting for Dr. Oz. I'm actually shocked he got up that high. Uh, I don't know why you would vote for John Fetterman. His brain. I don't know why you would vote vote for either. Like, I'm just like, wow, Uh, I don't I don't like anyone running for Senate. (laughs) Like, can we just you know what? Pennsylvania, we don't need a representative in the Senate. Let's try again next year. Uh, I love all the all the uh, Republicans. that think there's going to be a red. Oh, yeah. Just red wave coming. It's like, okay. Uh, yeah. those uh, are the only results. So well, far. I've got moving, moving a little bit further east. I've got a news story sent to me from Alex, mm-hmm. uh, gangrenously on Discord. Indiana man, do you like Pokemon? I do not. I liked it for like okay, well, a few months when I was in third grade. Uh, a Rochdale officer may have wished he had had a Pokeball in order to help him catch a wild Pikachu spotted driving a lawnmower recklessly through a small town in Indiana streets on Halloween night. 
In what Rochdale Police Department assured was a first, an officer found himself in pursuit of a 19-year-old Rochdale citizen who decided to trick instead of treat and gave the police and all uh, and all the pursuit's witnesses a night to remember. Um, they were made aware of a man recklessly driving a modified lawnmower through the streets of Rochdale, <laughs> and which is funny that there's a city That's called pretty Rochdale, funny. let's be honest. Suttering John should move there. <laughs> uh, with a trailer in tow while children dressed as ghosts and ghouls prowled the streets. In pursuit of can what is a fucking editorializing this <laughs> bullshit? Uh, deputy located the erratic lawnmower driver, but quickly realized it was no ordinary driver. It was, in fact, the rare lawnmower Pikachu. The deputy attempted to pull the lawnmower over, but the man dressed as Pikachu responded with a shock by flipping off the deputy as he sped away as best he could. Shock. Police said the pursuit of the lawnmower of Pikachu went for a few blocks before the deputy broke off the chase due to driving of the lawnmower becoming more erratic and dangerous, even at one point attempting to hit the deputy's vehicle. They were able to identify the suspect between the Pikachu garb, however, and later arrested him at his home. Huh. Uh, alcohol and or drugs were believed to be, have been a contributing factor in the antics. Oh, you don't say. Fucking shocker yeah, there. Shocker, yeah, because Pikachu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, I have another one from Dad okay. A um, A United States Air Force plane appeared to draw a sky penis. Oh, no. Near a Russian military base in Syria Tuesday night, Politico reported, the pilots of the Air Force's KC-135 stratotanker looped near the base in Tartus, Syria, forming what looks like a men's genitalia on flight radio radar, according to RNN. I'm sorry, not Politico. Fuck Politico. <laughs> it is unknown whether the flight vessel departed from uh, Crete, Greece, for a fueling, or if the pilots were solely on a mission to prank Moscow's ground, queue, ground crew on the base, the outlet reported. Uh... There, here is the image. If you're watching the stream, if I can get that to focus on my phone, that's funny. Very clearly, a penis. I love when planes draw penis. It could be a rocket ship. (laughs) It looks like a giant. (laughs) Um, The maneuver drew attention of the Kiev Post, a Ukrainian news source, which tweeted uh, the fake holiday that is gay uh, came early. Must they must they must have meant Halloween and made a typo. Uh, the Mediterranean has previously been a tension point between the U.S. Navy and Russian aircraft as they flew close to each other last February at a time, a time of heightened strain between the two countries before Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine. Mm. The Kremlin may aspire to dominate the Mediterranean one day, but for now its aim is to deny this option to NATO, a Carnegie endowment for international peace report stated, according to RNN. Mm. Um I'm all for drawing, drawing more sky penises as long as we're blowing money on stupid shit with the you military. Might as, well. Might, as well might as well draw some penises. That, I mean, that's really what it is. It's really America being like, we got a huge dick with all these nukes. And Russia's like, we got a huge dick with all our nukes, comrade. We're never going to use them. And, and we haven't really yeah. won anything impressive in decades and decades and decades, but we could if we wanted to. <laughs> One of these days, Alice. One of these days, we're the best. We're the strongest anyway. military ever. How'd Vietnam work out? I uh, think out. We're the strongest ever. How how the war in terror end? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask. Tony, I just want to say I support our troops, and I really don't <laughs> like you uh, demeaning their sacrifices, I, especially, especially, especially yeah. Tony. So close to Veterans Look, Day. I, you son I of a bitch! You. Your people fought with Hitler. We all right? switched sides. My people. We we, tur- we we turned around. My people have fought against the Queen endlessly, and you know what, what? happened? Now she's dead. <laughs> Good. 
look, look, look. I support the troops. I just don't like the people who send them out to stuff that they don't have to go to. That that's all. Yeah. That's all. And Italy yeah. did okay. We we that was that was a different regime. Okay. Mistakes were made. Mistakes, look, look, <laughs> let he who is without participating in horrible genocides throw the first stone. Okay. Okay. Okay, I, my people haven't participated. I don't in know what you're genocide. talking about. Her. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal applications this week, Tony. But you know what doesn't take What's care of? What's that? Buying all that discounted Halloween candy. And if you want to help us with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for. Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show? And over there we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you access to each week's episode, plus our monthly mini sets. We have our two dollar tier. We throw the random bits and bobs. We do. Uh, Tim and I did a uh, review of Halloween ends this this oh, month or last month. I, I did guess. that too. Uh, we, did, just real quick, uh, good or bad? Where, where did you land on it? Uh, that's where I thought you would land on it. <laughs> yeah. What you What you think of it? Uh, well, I got a whole review on it, but long story short, I sat there and I just went. Well, I could see what they were trying to do, but they were too afraid to commit to it. And whatever. That was it. That was yeah. it. They should have ended with the 2018 really, movie. 2018 movie it was really perfect. should have. It really should. Again, I appreciate them trying to do something, but they couldn't. They got too scared to do it. But anyway, anyway, keep going. Yeah. Themes over yeah. substance. We have our five dollar tier. We do a monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get, which sounds shockingly like these episodes yeah. this month. We have our ten dollar tier, where you, the fans, submit a film. You don't know what film we watch. We watch a quarter feature length commentary. And this December, I will be uh, power watching enough commentaries to make up for the last year because I know we've been okay. behind. Everything uh, has been off the rails, but we're starting to re- we're starting to regain yeah. normalcy. We should uh, we should um, I should join in on a few of those. It's been, it's been a while that since is, we that did is a one. Plan. That's what we did was cats. That was a great one. Oh, that's <laughs> that right. Was a cats, great one. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can demand a special bonus episode. You can ask for uh, special bits here and there. Uh, I got to tell you, we have I have a couple of spite produ- producer requests that are okay. coming up. Um, we've got one for next week that Tim and I are going to be doing. We have a spite producer request for an episode with Joel and Buck hosting the show with a very, 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 very special okay. guest um, that is going to be coming up probably in December. Okay. And then uh, I've got another one that I'm trying to find a good episode to slide it into. Uh, that's like a callback to a, to a simpler okay. time. So uh, if you're a spy producer, get your requests in. We're, we're taking care of them. That is why we're doing No Hate Novembers because of our spy producers. And I just want to say thank you to all our patrons, big and small. You helped make the show possible. We would have ended at 300 and now we're at 311. Awesome. So thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. Um, and let's get back into some issues because yes. uh, here's what I do okay. get. Star Trek Deep Space Nerd! Nine. Nerd! <laughs> some people... Some people call Star Trek Deep Space Nine the best Star Trek series. And I I don't think they're wrong, but I think they're not right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like I, I know where they're coming from. It's a good mm-hmm. show. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but but it's it, I I don't think it's the best. I think I think that maybe a, there was a time where Star Trek Deep Space Nine was mm-hmm. the best, right? But I think Star Trek Deep Space Nine planted too many seeds that grew into a cancer 
that has since killed the franchise. Oh, I thought you were going to say like it was your favorite and then Lower Decks came out and you were like, well, this clearly wins. No. <laughs> uh, number oh, one. Did I, did I say Lower Decks? I meant Picard. You were real into Picard. Gene Luke Pickard. Uh, no, so so like Star Trek Deep Space Nine was kind of that was a mm-hmm. risk. Uh, in the in the early nineties, Star Trek TNG was doing very well. They had just taken the like formula of the original mm-hmm. series. They had standardized a little bit more, and they had a lot better production values. And they were making a show that was very successful. Yeah. Star Trek Deep Space Nine was like, what if we had a show that was not set on a Star Trek? spaceship and or the federation spaceship instead like on an alien mm-hmm. ship what if instead of going somewhere new every week they were just on the same fucking place every week um what if instead of keiko being a bit character that showed up in maybe three episodes of star trek the next generation she was on every fucking episode uh and you know all these things they were like what ifs what ifs what ifs and some of them work and some mm-hmm. of them didn't and um you know it's it was yeah. a risk. They they took they took a chance. They tried to do something different than what we were seeing, and uh, it was critical thinking. It says no. That was the start at the <laughs> end. That's, uh, kind of a good a good analysis mm-hmm. of it. Um, but they were trying to do something new, but they were also trying to do something that like applied to the mm-hmm. rules. And I think largely it was a great success. Now. Sure, a uh, Star Trek series about like a never-ending war. Uh, you know that was you. You can go yeah. either way, but I I think what Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the, what Star Trek Deep Space Nine succeeds on, are the characters mm-hmm. because it is probably the only series where there's not a regular that you're just like this person is beyond fucking annoying now. Keiko, maybe, but she was only like a quasi regular. You know, TNG had Wesley yeah. Crusher. Uh, uh, Enterprise had Malcolm McDowell and Donald or whatever the fucking the the engine officer. Um, Star uh, Star Trek Voyager had oh, Neelix. Sucked. You know, they all had like these terrible characters, and and Deep Space Nine didn't have that. Mm. And what's more is they had characters that really learned and grew mm-hmm. um one of my favorite plot threads of deep space nine is nog you know he starts out as this like fucking kid who is just obnoxious who's paired up with jake's that's the other crazy thing tng had a kid on the show fucking beyond yeah. annoying and deep space nine is like our show stars two kids <laughs> you're just like are you fucking for real <laughs> And they somehow made Jake a really interesting character and they made Nog an even more interesting character. So he starts out as this like obnoxious kid who believes all the like stupid Ferengi Mm -hmm. bullshit. And he's just like, they just cause mischief. And then they evolve him over the series. And there's an episode where he wants, he he goes to Cisco. He wants to give him like his entire life savings to buy an apprenticeship into Starfleet. And Cisco gives him the job of doing an inventory of a cargo bay that they've already inventory, but he wants to see if Nog's yeah. going to like fuck around. And he doesn't. And then he's still like 
no, Nog, I'm not going to sign your thing unless you tell me why you want to join Starfleet. And Nog breaks down. And it's just like my father could have been an amazing engineer, mm-hmm. but he didn't do it because he was tied to doing profit. And I don't want to end up a failure like him. And it was just like while he respects his father and he loves his father, he also knows that he has to fix the problems of his like he can't follow the same yeah. path. And so he has to forge his own way. And then he goes through the Starfleet Academy and he becomes an officer and like. He has this amazing character arc over the entire series. And then you have like his foil and Jake Sisko. It's just like, Jake, your your parent, your father's in Starfleet. You're gonna go into Starfleet. And he's like, No, Dad, I wanna be, I wanna be an author. Yeah. I wanna write. And there's not an episode where he's just like, I'm disappointed in you for being a writer's son. It's like that's another great part about Deep Space Nine is that father-son relationship, mm-hmm. which you also don't see is a single black father with yeah. a son. And the single black father doing everything he can to be a good father. Like, that is not an example that exists in media widely. Mm. And Star Trek is like, yeah, we're doing that shit in the 90s. And then they have the fucking audacity to come in and be like, uh, Michael Burnham is the first black person that's ever been in Star Trek. Yeah, I thought that was weird. That was weird. She's so fun. I'm like, are you, what the fuck? Dude, that's like a thing that's been happening a lot lately. Like, uh, what you got the, was some people in the cat, like the cast of Shang-Chi, and they're just like, it's great to finally have. Uh, Asian superheroes and it's just like what I'm like people were like well I grew up with the the Power Rangers and that lady died and I think you're being disrespectful to that dead lady because she was a superhero yeah we we just kind of like we're like yeah that doesn't count for some reason and um, it's not fair you have like uh, a love affair with Odo and and Kira you have the, the just like heartbreaking love story of Worf and Jed Z. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. They just- so I um, I watched it a little bit when I was a kid. I It's one of the, like, eventually I do want to go back and watch, like, all of Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Uh, it's a matter of finding time. But I remember really enjoying Deep Space Nine when I did watch it. I love seeing the Ferengi. They were awesome. The one, the, the episodes I remember the most are uh Obviously, the time trial, the one where they travel to the trouble with tribbles. I remember that one. Trials yes, and tribulations. That one's a good one. And I believe, I'm pretty sure it's Deep Space Nine. Didn't Q show up for like one episode and he just got his ass kicked by Cisco and then he was just like, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. It's in the first That's season. One of my favorite. Cisco punches him right in the face and then he doesn't appear in Deep Space Nine went, ever again. He's all over yeah, Voyager. I went to a uh, I went yeah. to a stand-up comedy thing and a guy had a whole bit on that thing. He's like, Cisco, oh, he's like, Q is just this fucking asshole that fuck around. He showed up in Deep Space Nine once and Cisco beat the shit out of him. He's like, nah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna fuck around with those guys. <laughs> there's like, there's the whole interesting stuff about the whole Bajoran religion mm-hmm. and like the social critique of our you know, just religion in general, mm-hmm. specifically like a, a religion that has issues regarding the nose. The crazy thing about D Space Nine, right, is you have like you have this this one group that's of species that's like nothing. They're super greedy. They want nothing but profit, um, and and like that's their whole deal. And then you have this other group that's like super super religious, and they have like a nose mm-hmm. thing going on, and they're like very dedicated and and hard set to their rules despite like there being science that disproves their yeah. bullshit and uh and i don't know i i feel like maybe there's something going on there that hasn't been fully mm-hmm. explored by people uh, and what the parallels in modern society might be but i wouldn't want to go too deep into that because i'd probably be deplatform my from my banks and every <laughs> fucking social media on earth i don't know oh! <laughs> i don't know what you could be referring to um 
I don't I don't listen to the news or anything except for except for when people represent themselves, apparently. So I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, Deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, it, it's a great series. They they inherit the Worf character from TNG, and I think they do uh, way more with Worf than TNG ever. That, really I did. remember being a kid like I really like seeing Worf on that show, like away from like Picard and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. <coughs> yeah, seeing him away from where every alien could just punch him across <laughs> yeah, the room. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like it's start to finish a really, really strong mm-hmm. series. Um, a couple of years ago, I made a, <clears throat> I made a uh, a Star Trek watch list for yeah. Tim, and it it started out with like uh, Tim wanted TNG, but only about half of it, and. And then he would watch what, and he ended up watching the entire mm. series. And then I was like, oh yeah, I made this list for my friend if you want it. And a couple of people were like, oh, well, can you do one for Voyager? Can you do one for Deep Space Nine? Can you do one? So I ended up just doing the whole franchise. Yeah. And when I was reflecting on Deep Space Nine, like so many of the episodes are intertwined. Like there are these threads that get started in one episode and then they like th- some of them will thread mm. through the entire series. I- I've had friends I've had friends talk about that before. Like it's hard to make like a best of because it's so like connected for Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Yeah. So what I made was a Star Trek Deep Space Nine don't watch list because there are a few episodes that just kind of like don't add to mm-hmm. anything. And the way to go is to just delete those from your watch through. And uh and so and even then there's only like a handful of episodes across the whole series. There's it's not like it's not like TNG where you can like pick and choose yeah. and just go like I I any episode with Loxana Troy, <laughs> no need to watch it. Any episode that focuses on Deanna Troy, no need yeah. to watch it. Any episode that focuses on Beverly Crusher, 90% chance, don't need to watch it. <laughs> like watch the data episodes, watch the the Riker episodes, watch the Picard mm-hmm. episodes, watch the Wharf episodes. Maybe watch the Jordy episodes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. You know, that's that's what you watch in TNG. Uh, but in D Chase Nine, like and also they were very good about episodes weren't weren't necessarily like this is an episode about data. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like there's an episode, we've got a plot thread going on with Jake and Nog, we've got a plot thread going on with like Cisco and Kira, and we've got a plot thread going on with like Jed Z and Odo solving a mystery. And like and how those play together was the interplay no. because they didn't have the, Hey, <laughs> get off that table. <laughs> Cause they didn't have the interplay of being able to go somewhere or like introducing yeah. new characters. Like the, the universe had to come to I, them. I like that. I like and, that. And uh, the other interesting thing about that series is the whole dominion war. Mm-hmm. Like some people don't, I think Star Trek D- enterprise got very dark in its third season and D space nine, like broaches on the darkness, but it kind of, it tried to keep the positivity and like forward thinkingness of, of that Star Trek is supposed to yeah. represent. And so they have the whole dominion war saga that happens over the course of seasons. And like that shows didn't do that before. You didn't have stories that unfolded over seasons. Like the last nine, eight, eight or nine episodes of, of deep space nine is basically like one gigantic yeah. movie. It's like a whole battle, once, right? Well, it's, it's, it's battles. It's like, it's, there's just, there's momentum. You cannot, once you get to that last, that like eighth, the last episode, there's no more little one-offs. It's just the final story of the final days of the dominion war. And that's all you can do. And, um, 
you know, there are people that the thing, the thing that I dislike about Deep Space Nine is that there are people that dislike that love. They're like, oh, the best episode of Deep Space Nine is in the pale moonlight. And don't get me wrong. It's mm. a good episode. It's an interesting story. There's lots of twists and turns. Um, not the best episode of Deep Space Nine and more, more specifically is that it is a compromise of the like spirit of Star yeah. Trek to make those to make those concessions that uh that Cisco does in that episode and it also is it's bad in that you cannot just watch in the pale moonlight mm-hmm. like everyone's like everyone sucks the inner lights dick in TNG they're just like oh the inner light best episode TNG <laughs> <laughs> but you can just sit down and watch the inner light and you're like all right I can't yeah. get it um Versus, like, if you watch In the Pale Moonlight, you're just like, what? They have to get the Romulans to fight who? <laughs> what? There, there's a battle. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who any of these people are or what they're doing or what's like, at stake. Hold on. Let me, let me get my Glenn Beck chalkboard <laughs> over here, and I'll, like, explain to you all of the aspects of inner space politics <laughs> that lead into the Dominion War. Like, it, it's a fine episode, but it, it also like compromises the ideals of Star Trek. The episodes of Deep Space Nine that I love are the episodes where characters learn to be better. Mm. There's an episode in the first season of Deep Space Nine called Duet. And um, this Cardassian, there, there's a ship docks at the station. There's an emergency. This person has a uh, Kalinora disease or something mm. like that that only came from this one uh work camp during the Cardassian occupation called Galatep. And then Kira goes to meet the person because, you know, she thinks it's a Bajoran. It turns out to be a Cardassian. Yeah. He says he's Eamon Ritza. Then they think he's Goldar Heel. Then there's like this whole unfolding of the mystery of Goldar Heel, Eamon Maritza. And it's just like Kira has to confront like her hatred of Cardassians, yeah. but her also need for true justice and at the end of the episode, we find out that it is actually, in fact, Eamon Ritza, who surgically had himself altered to look like Goldar Heel and came to Deep Space Nine to be caught, to be held trial by the new Bajoran government so that Cardassian would have to face the evils that they did during the Cardassian occupation. That's a pretty good twist. Yeah, and then... And then it turns out that he's like not this person, and Kira's like, "No, we have to let you go. It's not fair." And he's like, "No, Bajor needs justice." Mm. And so she's walking him to the airlock, and another Bajoran stabs and kills him. And she grabs the Bajoran, and she says, "But he's not Goldar Heel." And the other Bajoran says, "But he's a Cardassian. It doesn't matter." And she says, "Yes, it does." And she's learned yeah. something. She is a character has grown over the course a of this character episode. Arc, and, like they changed from how they started. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and and then there's another great episode. Kira has a lot of great episodes. There's another episode late in the first season where they're mining the core. They're like pl- getting the molten core of this moon to power Bajor. And Kira goes to this farm. This guy won't like evacuate the farm because he he escaped mm. the, the occupation and made this farm himself and all this stuff. And um, she ends up having to, he, he has this, he's like going to build this kiln. She helps him build this kiln. She's like, she wants to be the rebel. But then in the end, she ends up like phasering him and taking him, kidnapping him from the planet um, for his own good. And she has to be like a part of the government. She's learned those yeah. things. And so like you watch those episodes and like, that is what Star Trek is about. It's about, 
it's about duty. It's about honor. It's about doing the right thing. And, um, the episode duet, the episode duet is so good. It's based on a play called the man in the glass box, which is based. The story is about a man who he pretends to be a Nazi, uh, Colonel who ran a camp who he gets himself arrested and taken to the trials in Nuremberg. And then the people are like, are like, no, no, this isn't, he isn't actually a Nazi. And uh, the episode duet was so good that I bought that play and read it. And I hate fucking reading plays. (laughs) I only read plays if I'm getting paid. I work in theater, but I only read shows if I'm getting paid. I bought that. I have it somewhere. I read the fucking thing. It's not as good as duet. (laughs) You're like, no one goes to space once in this play. <laughs> could it be on the moon? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, Deep Space Nine is about kind of confronting those evils. There's a there's a lot more interesting story in there. There are characters that are fascinating. It has its weak mm. parts. It has its its strengths. Um, it's it's something like anybody who considers them a Star Trek fan, you should watch yeah. it start to finish. You know, you know the one um, thing I liked it, uh, for Trials and Tribulation. If finally they figured out a great way to shut everyone up about the goddamn Klingon foreheads. Cause you know, we, we know the real, yeah, we don't speak yeah, of yeah, it. We yeah. know the, the real reason it's like, Oh, uh, by the time they started making movies, they were like, Hey, what if they actually look like aliens and not like space Mongolians? Like maybe we'll actually like make them look like an alien. Uh, yeah. What if they look like aliens instead of being guys? In yeah. Black like, why, why don't we do that? And then, like, I just love where he just goes, "Oh yeah, we don't speak about it," and that was great. And they never needed to explain it. And I think Enterprise explained it. They're like, "It's some virus that makes our heads smooth," and it's like, no one cares. No one cares that much. My my problem with that the explanation of the the Klingon virus, right, mm-hmm. is that. Like seasons one through three of Enterprise are just filler. Mm-hmm. And then season four, they were like, let's fucking tell Star Trek yeah. stories. And so like the beginning of season four, they do this this three three episode arc called, the, it's like the Augments. Mm-hmm. And it's about these embryos from the eugenics wars that were taken by uh, an ancestor of, of Noonien Soong who makes yeah. data, which is fucking stupid, yeah. by the way. Uh, and he raises those kids on a planet by himself and then he gets arrested. And then those kids get off the planet and they like, attack a Klingon ship and then they, they have the Klingon mm-hmm. ship. And then, so that was a good, that was a good episode. Uh, it was, it was a good little arc. It was fine. Not, not good, yeah. not great, whatever. Then later in that same season, the Klingons kidnap flocks to solve this virus. That's hitting all these, these Klingon mm-hmm. colonies. And you find out it's because the Klingons were experimenting with augmented DNA to try and make themselves stronger. Mm-hmm. And the cure for the virus ends up taking away the forehead ridges of the yeah. Klingons. Now, if you had told the augment story in like season mm-hmm. one, and then in season four, the Klingon augment story had happened, it would be like, what a crazy yeah. twist. But since they were both in the same season, it's like, yeah, six weeks ago, we ran into these clones, <laughs> and now we have this terrible problem. <laughs> yeah, if it was a ter- problem that, like, formed over time. But I don't know. Like, whenever I look at it, I'm like, like, uh, what's it called? The Klingon planet. It could just be big. It's like, oh, yeah, if you're from this part of the planet, you don't have the forehead ridges. Like, okay, whatever. Who really cares, really? Yeah, we. but again, you're right. They could have just stuck with. We don't yeah. speak of it. The other thing, the other thing that I love about the fucking episode trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. right? Is that, so they took the series back to the original series. It took D space nine, which yeah. has like pretty good production yeah. values. And instead of being like, 
well, the original series kind of looks like shit <laughs> because it was made in the 60s and it's just like bejeweled buttons with backlights on the consoles yeah. and the doors are like all Technicolor. So let's let's update it and just tell a story that's in the original series. They like they worked with such precision yeah. and care to perfectly recreate those sets to and and edit the new characters into old mm-hmm. footage and make it all look exactly as it did. Thus canonizing the idea that for whatever reason in the in the early mid 2300s starfleet looked like shit for some reason well i mean you ever like you Uh, ever look at anything in the past like i went to a few years ago i went to like a diving museum uh like a deep sea diving museum and what i learned is until like i don't know like 50 years ago everything we made to deep sea dive was a fucking death box that looked horrible like it was just (laughs) like it's like oh no reasonable person would have ever gotten into this to go to the bottom of the ocean because clearly it was going to fail at some point. So yeah, you know, yeah. it takes a while for things to look. Look at old cars. They all look stupid and goofy, so. They all look awesome and incredible <laughs> and we just have all these shitty boxes. Uh, I Yeah, it's it's like Deep Space Nine was uh, I, the golden era of Star mm. Trek. I mean, we went 21, 25 mm. years. No, we went 19 straight years with like Star Trek being on yeah. TV from from three seasons in the 60s, mm-hmm. four movies, and then 19 years of just like Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. Uh, it's oh, always a cartoon. On. There was a cartoon. Uh, yeah, we don't. It's <laughs> not technically canon. Uh, it, I like, I, I recommend Deep Space Nine. I will say it challenges the conventions of Star mm-hmm. Trek. I will say it has its flaws. Mm-hmm. But it is absolutely worth watching. There are a lot of great characters. Cisco is a is a great character. That's the other thing. Like, when Star Trek Discovery came out, they're like, uh, it's the first it's the first black female lead. It's the first lead that's not a captain. Like, Cisco was black and yeah. not a captain in the first fucking three seasons of the show. That's pretty disrespectful. Uh, and Janeway was the first woman yeah. captain and lead. And you just be like, yeah, well, here's like another. We're going to just <laughs> like as that's what they keep doing. They keep just adding categories. And so it's just like it's the first uh, black female lead that's under 30. That's the, a show that's not a <laughs> commander or hire that also was born in the mar and in, in March of a leap year. And you're just like, what is that, is, fuck is is that like happening? when you say you're like a. Uh, uh, New York Times best-selling author or Amazon best-selling author, but then like you leave out that it's in like the self-help section, and you went you went uh, toe-to-toe with like a, a fucking Caesar Milan book. Is it kind of like that? It is. It is almost exactly like that. It's a lot like when you're the number one in comedy yeah. on iTunes without acknowledging the fact that nothing is like selling in the comedy uh, section on iTunes. Is it like? I've been the number one in comedy on iTunes three times. Is it like being in a Batman movie, but you can't see anyone, but you, you brag about it? Is it kind of like that? No, it's not okay. like that at all. That's something I, I agree. Of, I yeah. strongly agree. No. I strongly agree. Uh, so anyway, that's my do get Deep Space Nine. See if you can figure out what uh, what the theme is on my do gets this month. Okay. I bet you can't do it. I bet you can't do uh, it. Well, you, you know what? I, like we said earlier about Star Trek being on TV, I think Star Trek works best on TV with few exceptions. Some of the movies are really good. Uh, but yeah, this must be like a second golden age for you with all these Star Trek TV shows, right? Oh, <laughs> I do. Wait, I do like that. Uh, what's it called? Star Trek Discovery. 
they're like, yes, we have a non-white person leading the show, whatever. And then they're just like, oh, by the way, we're also doing Picard. It's about an old white guy. It's like, okay, well, you guys really patted yourself on the back for not doing that. And then you did literally the opposite. <laughs> Oh, the the like oh yeah we have our show that's about uh it's like a totally new original thing she's the sister of spock you remember spock oh is that what and it is like, <laughs> yeah we're, we're doing this show about picard remember picard and now we're in season three and they're like we're bringing back all the tv wait, wait, is, is spock's oh, no. brother canon is he there uh, I think, yeah, I think they're putting him in. Oh, something. that'd be great. I seem to remember. I seem to remember being. Dis- so the, the thing is, like, I stopped watching all of those fandom menace yeah. guys because they're just so fucking. They ran boring. out of. They uh, they ran out of steam. We were Doomcock here from the center of the universe. I'm here to talk to you about the new thing in fucking media Dude, bullshit. Like- now I'm gonna ramble on for 22 minutes about like. 15 seconds of video material and I'm so upset. Like, stop watching Star Trek. Stop dude, watching like, Marvel. Stop watching Star Wars, you fucking dude, it's loser. Like, it's like the Gamergate thing where it's like a lot of those guys, they got big off that and then they couldn't like like Medicare did, but Medicare like turned it into something else. Don't you fucking mention that fucking cancer-ridden <laughs> piece of shit on this show, okay. Tony. I fucking hate Jim Medicare more than anyone on this fucking planet. That fucking <laughs> piece of shit wanted to lock you and me away in our homes because I'm dying from cancer! I'm dying from cancer! I'm too much of a pussy to show my fucking face on the internet! I'm dying to cancer! You need to stay home! Fuck you! You're still not dead, you fucking faggot! Whoa, 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 whoa. Disavow. Disavow that word. Disavow that word. You fucking disavow all kinds of shit. I will fuck Fucking fight okay. you. I will That's fucking it. fight you, Medicare. <laughs> I'm not like that fucking fat piece of shit, Ethan Routh. I will fucking fight you, you fucking coward. Okay, 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 fucking okay, keep me at okay. home. I fucking hate the that guy so I much. I was trying to make is first off, disavow all of that. Uh, the point I was trying to make uh, is that uh, there were people who were able to like get popular off of that and then turn it into something else, but then there. Yeah, now they grift for cancer money on the internet. <laughs> but then there it's are other incredible. people like your Monday mats and whatnot, and your what you call it, uh, who's the other Sargons and whatnot. They just did the same thing, and now we're seeing it with the Phantom Menace, where it's like, okay, yeah, Last Jedi really sucked. Do you want to talk about anything else? Yeah, yeah. this new uh, uh, She Hulk series is bad. Okay, like, but just, thanks for doing ten episodes but it's on like, it. You know, they make other things. You can watch other things. Like I've been annoyed with like a lot of these big franchise stuff, and I'm just like, oh hey, here's this new movie. It, it's not related to anything. I'm just gonna watch that, and I'm like, oh that movie's good. Sometimes it sucks. Uh, yeah, it's just I I can't stand the Phantom Menace guys. Like, dude, I I get. I know you got to keep it up to like keep the money coming in, but like you got to. They gotta keep that. It's like you gotta like try to go in some other direction in case this fails. Because like five, well, it's like five years from now. In 2016, in 2016, the anger video game nerd he put out that video that was like, "I'm not gonna review the Ghostbusters 2016 because it's not a movie that's made for me." And people lost their fucking minds. They were like, "How how can you know that it's not a movie made for you unless you watch it?" And I was like, "That's that's perfect." People are people are gonna be if you just don't acknowledge it. People are gonna be like, "Where? Why hasn't the nerd reviewed fucking Ghostbuster yet?" But like, if you're not, if you're legitimately not interested in watching it or talking about it, like, what are you gonna are you gonna put yourself through that misery? Yeah. No. So him just being like, "I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not interested. It's not made for me. I'm whatever." Yeah. Well, I'm, 
That's was, why I'm not watching purple. the Star Wars shows anymore. I was like, okay, look, I gave, I gave three of them a shot. Uh, one of them I only did because <laughs> I had to review it. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch Mandalorian. I'm like, oh, well, this is boring and terrible. And everyone told me I was wrong. And then I watched Book of Boba Fett. I'm like, well, they kind of don't get Boba Fett. He's not really like a mob boss. And I'm like, well, that's terrible. And then I watched Obi-Wan and I was like, well, this is a fucking snooze fest. And then everyone's like, you got to watch Andor. And I'm like, no, I gave you guys three chances. I'm Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me thrice. I'm a fucking stupid. <laughs> what did George Bush say? Like, fool me. Don't get fooled again. He like totally fucked up. Like, uh, you're, you're fool me. Don't get fooled again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, George Bush. Yeah, it's, like, it's funny. We're supposed to love George Bush now. I can't believe that's a thing. But anyway, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like yeah, you're exactly right. With those TV yeah. shows, they just keep being bad, yeah. and they keep watching him. And at a certain point, at a certain point, my time is not worth. Like and I, I know I like one of those. Those shows are like ten hours. You yeah. gotta ten hours of your life. Just think about what whatever your job yeah. is. Like your job is you know whatever you get paid fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage. Is watching that show worth $150 to you? Think about what you could do with $150. Maybe it's a car payment. Maybe it's like your water bill. Like whatever it is. Is is the time you spend watching these miserable shows worth your car mm. payment a month? Yeah. No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, that's my do get. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Great TV mm-hmm. series. Maybe not the best in Star Trek. Yeah. But uh that's that's what I got. So until next time, I'm Tab. I'm Tony from Hack the Movies, and I disavow everything. <laughs> Catch you next week. Boy, the internet real really cut out on that. <laughs> yeah, it was real choppy. Uh, outro music that was terrible. Uh. Well, we got two voicemails here. Here's our f- first one. Oh, sorry. If you want to call into here's again a hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. It's scrolling on the screen down below right there. It just disappeared. Uh, here we go. Yeah, what I don't get is really long intros to TV shows. Like I'm uh, watching the House of uh, the Dragon, you know, Game of Thrones. Both have extremely long fucking minute plus TV intros and it's fucking infuriating and funny enough there's people like I remember back when Game of Thrones was still a thing you know we'd have watch parties and it's like oh cool we're gonna skip that intro that's the same almost every fucking time and it's like no it's different every season and it's like yeah well we're already on fucking you know the fifth episode of this season can we please for the love of Christ skip two minutes of that bullshit and if you want the perfect example of the best intro to a TV show Breaking Bad and the intro is probably already played in your head and it's perfect it's short gets to the fucking point and gets to the goddamn tv show seinfeld doesn't even have an intro it's just the stand-up bit and then they got rid of that then they got rid of it was season nine they just got rid of that yeah 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 no uh i i was gonna say breaking bad you know it's it's 15 seconds Uh, the Better Call Saul was a little mm. long, but like that blues guitar yeah. was kind of rocking. So uh, the intros don't bother me so much. The freaking Marvel shows, their outros are forever long. Like they're like close. Oh, with all because because their shows were clearly meant to be movies. 
that they stretched out mm-hmm. of the shows, but they didn't have enough material. So like the closing credits of those shows are ridiculous. It's like, what the fuck is, why is this so long? And it's like, all well, the animated real slow. And it's like, just fucking show the credits, move on. <laughs> Yeah, because then they also they program it so you can't like j- go to the next episode yeah. until that whole block. And then if you know the episodes that are that are newer, they they have like all that like every dub gets Yo, its own God, bank of yeah, credits. Like yeah. I'm watching this in America. I do not give mm. a single fuck about who dubbed this in no. Italian. Like I'm sure there's a way you could figure out how to tack on that MP4 of just yeah. the. Uh, super titles that you put on in China to the end of the English thing if you see that my IP address is coming from yeah. China. Like, I know it seems like a lot of work for one of your fucking interns to do, but please handle <laughs> that for me. But yeah, uh, intros can be a little long. They, I There are some shows that have like really interesting intros that are captivating and you like watching them the very first time. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's why Netflix invented the skip yeah. intro button. So you'd just be like, no, thanks. I mean, I uh, will say the Peacemaker intro, that song got stuck in my head every single time. I couldn't skip it. But other than that, I usually just skip them. Never watched this it. was fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, John Cena is a shining, loving. I know that, but the show was fine. Uh, this whole like anti this whole anti-superhero fad that's going on I, again, is I, uh, pisses I me off beyond that, belief. But I did have fun with Peacemaker, so. Yeah. You know what I would have but, fun with? Punching that little manlet John Cena right in his fucking face. I should have done it. I had the I had the opportunity. <laughs> I ran to his bitch ass in the hallway, and I was like, like if, if you're watching the video, my microphone is John Cena's yeah. face. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Fucking no see me. <laughs> right in your fucking stupid face. But I was afraid I was gonna lose yeah, my job, yeah. so I didn't do it. In, in hindsight, I should have well, done it because then I could get none of that. Well listen, job. Tab, Tab, you could have punched him and then when he took you to court, you could be like sir <sighs> representing myself. Like, you could be like your your ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Uh the prosecution often brags about how no one can see him. So how do we know it was him if he cannot be seen? I rest my case. I rest my case. <laughs> I was just gesturing. I could not see this man. And I, you know, he's such a small, diminutive little <laughs> fucking twink that his his face just happens to be at where my arm extends out of my body because I'm like a normal sized human being. But you, you get him on the stand. You're like, uh, Mr. Cena, uh, did, 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 do you need an apple did, box? Did people not to yeah, you gotta be like, Mr. Cena, did people see you get punched? And when he says yes, be like, but don't you say that people cannot see you? Uh, I rest, defense rest. Defense rest. I rest my case. Uh, all right, we got one more from Player okay. Four. Hey, Tab. Um, this is Player Four. I don't know if you uh, if you keep up with Larry's other show. You know, Larry from that Larry show. He has another show called Planet Rage. He does it with some weenie. Uh, Darren O'Neill. It's a pretty bad yeah. show, but every once in a while, I'll tune in to listen to it. And um, basically, I'm calling because. I, there's nowhere else I can rant about this. So Larry's all about being a lutfa, lutfa, lutfa. You know, leave us the fuck alone. You know, we don't stay through here. But on the, on one of his latest episodes on the second show, he's all, oh, we need to actually censor the liberals on social media so that way they know how it feels like and they can understand it. It's like the most boomer fucking take ever. Agree or disagree if you want to, right? But 
that's not exactly leave us the fuck alone material or uh, a viewpoint to have. It's still censorship at the end of the day. You still want to silence what other people say. And then he's going on again about, uh, I guess Trump said something about giving drug dealers the death penalty. And uh, I was just like, what the fuck? But then he's him and his, his Weenie Hut Jr. co-hosts are sitting there agreeing with it. Like, yeah, that's a great idea. That's what's really ruined in this country. It's just such a boomer fucking show. And they also talk about, they're all bought into this whole fentanyl thing and how people are sticking it on money and throwing it all over the place. Whatever, this is getting too long, but I don't know, not too lutful when you really dig into it, huh, Larry? See ya. No, I agree. We're talking about groups that have gotten annoying. Because, like, I guess me and you consider ourselves like free speech people, right? But, yeah, yeah, the free speech people have slowly become, like, they're becoming, like, radical religious, and they want to censor things now, too, and it's like, all right. They're just like, yeah, the the whatever we got to sense, we got to get this out and we got to censor that. We got to censor that. And it's like, I thought we were all about free speech. Like, yeah, but only the stuff we like, it's like, don't we make fun of the other side about that all the time? <laughs> so yeah, that's annoying. And yeah, the whole anti, yeah, the, the whole like free speech stuff has turned into this like anti-drug, super religious thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm not about this. I'm out of this. I mean, that happened with, um, that happened with, uh, like, the, remember in the 90s when like the religious right was like we gotta yeah. censor video games we gotta censor well, what's that's the TV. thing they secretly came and, back well no the thing is the left yeah. did it and instead of just being like no this is a bad idea like they all everyone wants to censor yeah. the people that they disagree with like I, I think we should let the liberals be on social media no. too but when someone gets on there and calls them a cuck and a faggot for their <laughs> well, stupid well I don't opinions, agree with that that we should censor we should censor because I have a career on YouTube but anyway keep going uh, when you, when you like call that person names, you should also be able to just call them names. If they've got a problem with it, every fucking one of these platforms, every single fucking platform has a block yeah. button. I don't like what you're calling me block button. Now I don't have to say yeah. it. You know, I block, I block accounts. I, the only social media I have right now is yeah. Instagram. Every fucking day. I'm like, it's like, Oh, Oh, look at our Christmas bullshit. Right. Yeah. Click block. Right click block. I don't want to I used see to not block anyone. DIY I used to not block anyone, but now it's just like uh some people are relentless. I had to block some two fucking weirdos because I've just I posted a picture with me and my niece, and I don't know. That was not the time for weird sexual humor, guys. Please don't reply to that. Uh or do, yeah. and I'm just gonna block you. I'm just gonna block you. But I'm not like this whole website needs to be taken down, and oh my god, and like I'm like, no, I don't really care that much. I, I do take pleasure when like leftists get deplatformed. Oh yeah, I, I do like when they get their comeuppance, but I'm not the guy being like, we have to deplatform them every day. You gotta get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's just funny. Uh, critical thinking says good stream. Apart from the Mister Medicare part, he was wrong on one thing, and you hate him. I skipped the streams because it BS. I still like Wait, him please, overall. Whatever rate uh, you're about to go on, please use appropriate language. As soon as as soon as he fucking apologizes for trying to kill me. I'll fucking stop calling him a piece okay. of shit or, or option two is he could drop okay. dead. Uh, he's been dying of his terminal cancer now for three mm. years. Kind of seems fucking scammy to know. me. Kind of seems away, like comes uh, maybe this is my last stream guys. Get your fucking super chats in. Kind of seems like bullshit. It goes away and comes back. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I bet it does. I bet it does. Uh, maybe Mr. Medicare is John's John uh, starting John's <laughs> beloved chatter. 
<laughs> one day we're gonna find it's about that. as real as that. that. As soon as he fucking apologizes, just like as soon as he's like, I was wrong. I didn't know shit about anything. Uh, you shouldn't have had to stay home and you shouldn't have lost your jobs because people like me were sick. I'll be like, hey, Jim, um, welcome to the land of not being a fucking retard I, for the last yeah, three years. Like when he was doing that, it's like, dude, it feels like you're a little personally invested in this, which is fine. But yeah, but anyway, if if Jim's afraid of getting sick, Jim can stay in his fucking yeah. house with his fucking no face showing <laughs> pussy bullshit. He can fucking hide you're in his house. To hide your face. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you're a coward. <laughs> You fucking talk hey, shit on the internet hey, and you're like, yeah, are, I'm a hat with stars are, on it. Don't say, don't fucking talk to me. Batman is a coward. Oh, yes. shit. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> I will fight Batman. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about this recently. The Batman you want to fight is the Michael Keaton Batman because he can't move his head. Actually, any of the any of the <laughs> 80s and 90s Batmans, all you have to do is all you have to do is run around them real quick and yank them down by the cape, and they're just fucked. No, nah, no, nah, you want to fight Adam West Batman. No, he's a little too mobile. He, he'll, he'll get you. He'll get you. The other guys are too heavy. They can't turn real quick, and you can yank them down by the cape. Their, their rubber suits are going to make it too heavy for them to jump up. Uh, and then you, sh- you just Adam, shoot him in the face. A- Adam West Batman pulls his punches, so he's, like, going to come at you, and he's going to be like, it's going to be telegraphed, and then you dodge it, and you just right in the nuts. He's got no armor on of any kind. It's just like Adam West's 40-year-old pudgy body underneath that spandex suit. You're just like, nut shot, stomach shot, face shot, done. Defeated Batman. Oh, my God. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I love Adam West Batman, best he's Batman. He's great. Number one, I'd put him over... Any other Batman? Me, me, and him, and Jeremy Irons all have the same birthday. And we were all in Batman movies. We're basically yeah. the same person. Uh, although I think the one you really want to fight is Robert Pattinson because he's a little <laughs> twink. Oh, he was fine, but yeah. well, I didn't see that movie. I have, I have so uninterested in Batman origin it's, stories. It's, it's not even really an origin. It's just like this is what he was doing the first year into his crime fighting. That's kind of it. Yeah, I know. I I saw Batman Year One. I read yeah, a comic book yeah. like fifteen yeah. years ago. I mean, yeah. I thought it was just tell me a story where Batman defeats. My, my bad only guys. issue with it was uh, it was way too fucking long, and the story did not warrant that long of a runtime. Like you could have tightened this up a little bit. Holy shit! But anyway, that's it. I saw this. I saw this thing on Instagram. It was like a guy dresses the Riddler, uh, and he he had this riddle for you. Uh, what starts with an E and ends with an E and only contains a single letter. Uh, what? Call in and leave us your voicemail if you know the answer to this okay. riddle. 704-750-9434. Tell us what you don't get or the answer to our riddle. It's very, it's a really easy. I can't believe you don't know it. But uh, anyway, that's our episode. Those are our voicemails. I thought there was a, a voicemail upload, but maybe someone uploaded and then de-uploaded because uh, I had a notification and now it's not here. Huh. Um, so anyway, we'll catch you next week. All right. Goodbye.